Welcome to Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. Q is about conversation. If we're really concerned about ending poverty, we've got to be more concerned about creating justice. Our cultural products as Christians need to both defy and resonate with the culture. God's doing amazing things. His church is expanding. His church is growing. It's not what's the purpose of my life. It's what is the purpose that's been assigned. Stay curious. Think well. Advance good. This is Q. A lot of the conversation has been focused on using our gifts to earn money. So a lot of the surveys that you talked about are used for uh, business purposes. So what are my gifts in the workplace or something like that? We've kind of compartmentalized it. And then when we think about the church, we think about the gifts maybe the, the spiritual leaders of that congregation have. So the gift of preaching or counseling or whatever that might be. I believe that when we see ourselves as God's people living out our daily lives faithfully before Him, that that's a conversation we haven't really had. Okay, let's have that conversation. Welcome to Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons here on Faith Radio. I'm Paul Perot with Gabe, and we're in a special series of conversations looking at some of the key challenges and needs in our culture and how we in the church can address them, and hopefully well. And today, Gabe, let's talk about our gifts and giftedness and how we can discover what they are. And I know for many of you, you've taken the assessments, you've had people talk to you about spiritual gifts, about what you do best in the workplace and so on. And sometimes that conversation can get exhausting. But today we're taking a new approach and talking to somebody who's been spending a lot of time and research, helping us understand our unique gifts for this unique moment. And I think you're going to appreciate hearing from him. Tony Cook, he's the vice president of Global Ministries for Lutheran Hour Ministries, but has a background in all this kind of design and development, curriculum, education, technology, but also as a pastor. Uh, he has a PhD from St. Louis University and an MDiv from Concordia University, but he's the creator and author of this guide called Path to Purpose Guide that's helping so many people better understand their gifts and how to use them. And so we're going to get into a conversation about your gifts and about the 12 specific gifts that they call out through their assessment process that really help us better define how do our gifts work today in the culture we're in today. And you're going to hear me ask him about some of these unique gifts that he's labeling. I've never seen anybody label these as gifts, and so you're not going to want to miss seeing where you might fit into the equation. This should be good. And by the way, at the end of today's Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons, we're going to let you know where you can go to get a free download of the gifts assessment that Gabe and Tony will be talking about. That way, you can go through the process yourself of learning your gifts. As for now, let's listen to Gabe's conversation with Tony Cook here on Q Ideas. The conversation is so important, and the more work that we're doing with the next generation, we're finding this coming up all the time, which is people trying to navigate their giftedness, trying to understand who they were meant to be, trying to find it. I know one of my mentors, Pete Richardson, talks about how so many people live their entire life and go to the grave not ever realizing what they were meant to do. And this has been a lot of your work is helping people not do that. You're trying to help people better understand their gifts and how it's meant to play out in the wide world. But talk a little bit about why for you this has become such a passion. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, we focus on uh, the church 
proclaiming the message of salvation, which is, of course, excellent and important. Um, we tell people how to navigate, you know, sin, uh, Jesus, death, resurrection, the life to come. But for me, being a Christian isn't something that I'm simply uh, waiting for, <laughs> for Jesus to come or for me to uh, pass my time here on earth. But each and every day, I live a Christian life. And my question has always been, I know what God is going to do with me in the future, but what does he want from me today? And um, this was really, I think, brought to a, a head for me during COVID. And people were uh, on the internet, in the forums, posting articles about meaning and purpose. And so I thought, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about who we are, whose we are, and what we've been designed to be. So for me, um, the very, very kind of simple point was that each and every one of us um, have been created by God, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you live, regardless of how you've been brought up. And we are a one-of-a-kind person. We're the only person with this unique set of skills. And that's really how God designed it. From the very beginning, all of us together as a human community have been gifted with all the gifts necessary for health, well-being, and, uh, and thriving as, God people, as God's people. And so I wanted to focus on a way of approaching our giftedness that validates who we are, validates that God is the creator of all, and helps people understand that even if you don't know your gifts, God knows them, and he desires you to become aware of them and to intentionally use them generously. Yeah, that's great. And and the way you do it, though, is so unique. And I want you to explain, because I know people get a little overwhelmed by the number of ways to try to understand their gifts, their strengths. I mean, you've got everything from strengths finders to Myers-Briggs mm. assessments, disc assessments, a working genius. Like, there's just so many ways people start to figure out who they are and 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 learn a little bit more about themselves. And you've taken a little bit of a different approach. And of course, you're you're adding in this portion that a lot of the world may not think about, spiritual gifts, right? And you're working in a space where you have Christians who are learning about the spiritual gifts and trying to understand, is that part of my gifts? How does all this work? So help us understand the way in which you've approached gifts. Sure. Uh, well, you know, when I was a, a parish pastor, a lot of the gifts that we focused on were your traditional gifts for the service of the church. Um, depending on what background you come from, you uh, your church might utilize the uh, gifts of the the apes, the you know apostle prophet kind of gifts, and then there's um, also the approach of the fruits of the spirit, <laughs> love and kindness, things like that. Um, but a lot of times within the body of Christ, the uh, human gifts that we've been given. Um, our technical gifts, our cultural gifts, our artistic gifts, a lot of times these gifts are seen outside of who we are as God's children. They're seen more for what we do at work, so like our occupation. So um, our approach to it is that we believe that the gifts that each of us have been given by God are to be utilized for more than just a work. Obviously, they're to be utilized there. But that if we want to have our neighborhoods and our communities and our societies be healthy, that it takes all of us using those gifts, exploring those gifts, and developing those gifts. And it's interesting for congregational work, when you talk to churches, uh, 
not only do we talk about kind of your traditional spiritual gifts, but we talk about how those gifts are used for the sake of that particular ministry, which is great. You know, we all, we all need those gifts used for our particular uh, church, our congregation. But what about those that we live around? Um, what about the neighborhoods and the communities in which God has placed us? And in the same way that God intends us to use our gifts for His glory as the body of Christ within the church— in a very kind of uh, primordial way, <laughs> um, there is this desire for us to use our gifts for humanity in general. And one of the big turning points for me when I looked at the understanding of giftedness wasn't from like an economical standpoint, but it was really from um, a human standpoint. A lot of times we look at people, especially in our culturally uh, crazy age <laughs> in which we're in, and we think to ourselves, well, that person um, doesn't have anything to offer. They don't think like me. Uh, they don't vote like me. They, you know, they don't live where I live. And so we tend to only look at people who are like ourselves and then ask how we can use our gifts for those people like us. But the way God has designed us is in this kind of grand diversity of human life. And in order for us to lean in to who we were created to be in the Garden of Eden, all the way back there with Adam and Eve, um, I felt this calling to validate every single person for who they were, that each and every person is a gift from God. They are a creature, a creation of God. And that started to change how I saw every person I passed on the street. It wasn't uh, putting them into a box or a classification, but I could look at each of them as unique and special one-of-kind creations from God and ask myself the question, how can I help them discover that uniqueness and how can I help them uh, use it for God's glory, but also for the betterment of the people around them in their daily lives? Yeah, I love how you've laid it out too. Like you have these 12 specific gifts, mm -hmm. but a few of them are, are ones people will be familiar with. Things like leadership or teamwork or um, management gifts, interpersonal gifts, artistic gifts. But you have a few in here that I thought, man, th these are interesting. One of them is called critical thinking gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that one. What what is a, What is the gift of critical thinking? Well, it, it's uh, as a gift I wish I had more of, actually. But um, uh, critical thinking is uh, the gift of being able to to problem solve, um, to work through data. Um, if you think about today's society, I mean, how much data and information do we get? How much of it is valid? What can you do with that data? Well, people with those critical thinking gifts, they have the ability to, to look at that data, to process it, and to make decisions based off of, to kind of harness it uh, through analytical thinking, uh, through creativity, uh, through decision-making. And if you think on our day-to-day -day lives, how many decisions do we make every single day? Um, how much creativity does living in this world call for? I mean, tons of it. Uh, how many things are we asked to evaluate, uh, analyze, make decisions on? So um, this is one of those kind of God-given, we were created this way as human beings. Our gift of critical thinking sets us apart from uh, many other uh, of his creations. And uh, it's a gift that we've been given to to reflect and to analyze and to make decisions that that give him glory and and support our neighbor. Yeah. And, and you had a couple others I'll just mention and you can riff on these. Yeah. But just for people to hear kind of the unique way you're approaching it, one's called civic gifts. 
You have another one called intercultural gifts. Um, talk a little bit about those and and why you chose again some of these gifts that maybe other assessments aren't even thinking about, and they're pretty unique to what you're doing. Sure. Well, for me, civic gifts was extremely important. Um, there's kind of this pull sometimes between um, being a Christian and and being a citizen. <laughs> um, and a lot of times they can be placed in opposition to one another. But um, all of us live uh, in a human situation. We all live in a kind of society, and it might be um, different levels, a local, a regional, a federal, or um, uh, our society within a country, or even with, uh, in uh, a whole area of the world. And leadership, uh, the impact that that can make within civic gifts allows people to help organize that basic sociological structure of humanity. For me, I'm kind of like a hyper-local person. So um, I think almost all politics happens locally at one point or another. Um, but not everybody is encouraged to to utilize their gifts within that, um, that local community civic setting. So uh, these would come along with things like um, not only understanding the civic structure of where you live, but um, also having advocacy for those who are in your communities, uh, those who would be marginalized, those who are uh, underserviced. Yeah. And so to me, that's a perfect place for Christians to lean into. Yeah, it kind of plays along with the intercultural part, which we have a lot of clashes, I think, too, in society today and and even with within the church. Um, You know, intercultural gifts, especially as the world becomes more diverse, is extremely important. You know, I grew up in a town of 600 people where everybody looked the same (laughs) and uh, believed the same and, and did the same thing. But the world has become more and more diversified. And you see people from all kinds of cultures um, wherever you go. I was just actually in London and um, I was doing some work over there. And I was amazed at kind of how cosmopolitan it was. There were uh, on the street, every other person uh, looked different. (laughs) Um, They were from all of these different nations and countries and cultural backgrounds. And we know that uh, one of those gifts is to be able to um, look and deal uh, cross cultures to realize that while someone's different from us, that it doesn't mean that they're bad or we should be frightened of them, um, but that they bring a perspective that we ourselves uh, don't have. And so those intercultural gifts really acknowledge uh, those gifts uh, of language, of culture, uh the ability to understand those differences, how to respect one another, regardless of where we come from. And for me right now, if, you know, if I could increase a, a gift magically uh, in everyone in the United States, um, that would be one of the ones I would choose because I think it's so vitally important. Yeah. No, it's a great one to reference and it feels so relevant to where we're at right now and such a need for it. Um, what have you found are some of the reasons people don't quite engage their gifts? Is it that we're not talking about it enough? Is there not enough spaces or coaching or mentoring or discipleship happening? Like, wh- why do you think there's so many people struggling to figure this out? And is this a conversation we should be having around the world? Does it feel like a privileged conversation? Wh- what do you think about just kind of the theology of God giving us gifts that we discover? 
Yeah, I would uh, just the last part you said, do you think this is a privileged conversation? Um, I would say that if it is, it it shouldn't be most definitely. Um, I travel all over uh, the, the world in the work that I do. And I see people leaning into their gifts, regardless of uh, what country they live in or what social class they're in. In fact, I see people being extremely resourceful and relying on their gifts uh, to survive in in their daily lives. So it's not a it's not like a leisure thing that well, if I got time, I can use this gift. But all of us are using our gifts on our daily basis. I think what's happened is that uh, a lot of the conversation has been focused on using our gifts to earn money. So a lot of the surveys that you talked about um, are used for uh, business purposes. So what are my gifts in the workplace or something like that? But um, I believe that we've kind of compartmentalized it. And then when we think about the church, we think about the gifts maybe the the spiritual leaders of that congregation have. So the gift of preaching or counseling or, or whatever that might be. But I believe that when we see ourselves as God's people living out our daily lives faithfully before him, that that's a conversation we haven't really had. I mean, as a pastor, I've had that desire to have people, uh, of course, leave the church and go out and, and uh, practice hospitality and help their neighbors. But to be honest, I spent a ton of my time in the parish just <laughs> maintaining the congregation, um, working on uh, the volunteerism that I needed to support the vital programming that we were doing. Personally, I I don't know that I was casting the vision um, of the use of those gifts in daily life, or perhaps I was so focused on um, the need to utilize those gifts to uh, work in our particular mission in our congregation that I that I failed to do it. And I also think people really just think from the time they're trained when they're children, what are you going to be when you grow up? Yeah. It isn't a person who lives their daily life faithfully before God. It's all about uh, utilizing the gifts that we have for occupation. And I think plenty of work has been put (laughs) into using your gifts for occupation. I think this is kind of a turn to say what would happen if we focus on our gifts, not simply for occupation, but for living our daily lives. Yeah, that's great. Because I think you're right. When we focus on just making money or using it in, in that way, we're missing out God's design. And yeah. what, what I want listeners to understand too, is what's awesome about you guys is you give away this information. So this is like super helpful and simple. Your Path to Purpose guidebook is available to anybody listening. You can download it and it actually walks you through all these different gifts and helps you start to assess for yourself what your gifting is. And that's at purpose.lhm. Dot org. That's purpose.lhm.org. Uh, but Tony, coming back to gifts, and, mm-hmm. and earlier I was mentioning the next generation, like very hungry to understand their gifts. What are you seeing about the way that they are approaching this? Is there any trends you're seeing about the way younger generations think about this? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we have found, especially with the younger generations, that um, the ability to mentor And to explore gifts with the next generation is important. Um, A a lot of young people kind of get stuck in that, you know, we go to school, you got to think about what job you're going to get. How am I going to have a side hustle, start a new YouTube channel, uh, all all of those type of things for uh, financial survival. But um, 
being able to walk alongside this next generation and help them see in themselves the things they might not see. I mean, if you think about when you were young, you know, when you were a teenager, um, we, I didn't really have like a, a full picture of what my own gifts were. And it really wasn't until I had a community of people around me that could see me from the outside um, that could begin to show me the things that I couldn't see in myself. And not only is it important to help people become aware of those gifts, but mentoring the development of gifts in the next generation is going to be key, I believe, to their well-being. They're a very different uh, generation. They approach uh, work life very differently. Um, You know, many, as you can see on the blogs and the internet, are not that interested in spending their life uh, uh, helping a company get rich, but they're looking for what difference do I as a person make in this world? And I think this approach has the ability to help them discover that. Yeah, I remember being with an economist uh, several years ago talking about the generational shifts and how, um, you know, when when a new generation's coming up where it, it's clear they're not going to earn as much income as their parents, mm-hmm. which for so many years and generations was kind of the thing to do. Like, oh, I'm, I'm my my parents made this much money. I want to mo- earn more than them, and that's success. We finally, in these last couple of generations, has, have hit that hit that moment where it that's no longer a drive. That's not even of interest. That, yeah. That's not even important. It's not even desired. It's it's the desire is meaning and purpose and fulfillment of of the call. And I think this resource is so helpful for people to to start doing that. And you, you made a point that I want to encourage everybody listening, leaders who are part of this community, our ability to call out the gifts in the next generation when we see them is critical. We, we often, all of us are insecure. We don't necessarily know what our gifts are. Like mm-hmm. we think we have a hint towards it. We, we tend to have, have validation here and there, but there's something about somebody looking you in the eye and saying, I see this in you and I want you to know that and I want you to keep growing in it because God's going to use that in an amazing way. And and that's something we got to take the time to do and not be so busy. We overlook that because it th- those moments I know in my life were huge. And I'm sure for you, Tony, too, you had people that did that and it, and it made a significant difference in your trajectory. Um, will, you, will you tell us all a little more about the Path to Purpose guidebook that's downloadable? It's free. It's in the show notes for anybody who might want to get that or maybe for their college student or a high school student uh, or a friend or as part of their church. They just want to explore this conversation further. Tell them a little bit more about what they could expect. Sure. Um, well, we, we kind of break the journey up uh, into three parts. Um, the first is is awareness. And that's kind of, as we talked about, growing in your understanding of your own strengths, abilities, and talents. Um, the second part of that path, once we kind of uh, have discovered that, is to begin to utilize those skills intentionally. Um, so a lot of us, even when we discover what talents we have, um, the intentionality of the, those use of those skills isn't as strong as we would like. And one of the things we discovered is that skills really in our abilities only blossom and grow when they're actively being used. Um, So the intentionality of using those skills not only is a gift to others, but it actually has a feedback loop where it makes us more aware of what we can do and it strengthens those skills as well. And then finally, um, as we're doing that, the third uh, leg of that journey 
is uh, what we call generosity. So it's learning to multiply our strengths, to uh, give those gifts away to others. But uh, just as important, it moves us towards helping others do the same thing. So this isn't simply about self-improvement, but it's literally about each of us helping the other discover uh, and become aware of their gifts, uh, deploying those gifts, strengthening those gifts, and then sharing them with one another as a community, just as God has designed. So those three basic phases um, is what you'll find uh, in the Path to Purpose um, uh, downloadable. And there's some reflection questions there for you. There's also um, um, some points to uh, apply, uh, such about looking at your community and uh, looking for patterns uh, in your life to kind of discover these things. But we walk you through everything up to creating an action plan for using those gifts, uh, uh, help you find a champion or a coach to use those gifts, and and give you some ideas about um, your first steps into generosity. And if you really want to um, just uh, kind of discover your gifts more deeply, we also created our own inventory, uh, which is called the Every Gift Inventory, that um, will give you an inventory of the 12 individual gifts that we were talking about. And um, uh, you can find the link for that inside of the PDF, or you could simply go to lhm.org forward slash every gift. And that's also free. It'll give you a PDF printout uh, of your gifts, of your top two gifts, of areas that you can uh, develop and explore. You can use it on your own. You could use it with your family or your small group or with your whole church. Again, this is Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons and Gabe's conversation there with Dr. Tony Cook about uncovering our gifts. And Gabe, I really appreciated the focus on how understanding our giftedness is important to us loving well, not just in our churches, but also at work, toward our neighbors and our communities. And it's exciting that the guidebook and gifts assessment is available for free from Lutheran Hour Ministries. I want to encourage you, go get that guidebook. You can download it for free at purpose.lhm.org. And when you go there, you'll see all about this. You can sign up to get more content and information from them around these gifts. But that Path to Purpose guidebook is a free download for you there. And I think you're going to love it. Well-designed and a great process for you, a student, a friend, to go through together. If you're in that place right now where you find yourself just wondering... I want to better understand my gifts. I want to get it a little more defined, not so generic in general. I think you're going to enjoy this process. Well, until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons is made possible in partnership with Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make your gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or on your podcast player. And thank you for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons.